A few years ago, my wife and I spent an almost very relaxing week on the Amalfi Coast in Italy. That is to say, it was very relaxing, with the exception of the driving. The Italians, as always dedicated to beauty over function, had cut a thin strip of pavement into the cliff, replete with breathtaking views, but also full of sharp inclines, blind corners and hairpin bends. The other drivers appeared to have a collective death wish, as they swerved around corners, trusting in the cat-like reflexes of all the other souls on the road. Adding to the fun, our rental car company had cheerfully upgraded us to a bigger vehicle. It was a vacation of close calls, and we navigated it only by means of good luck and very cautious driving. The financial environment facing U.S. investors in the year ahead will similarly involve some very close calls. On economic growth, the close call as to whether the economy can settle into a slower but steady pace, or go off the rails entirely and end up in recession. On the positive side, consumer spending still appears strong, climbing 4.6% annualized in the second quarter, and we estimate between 25 and 3% in the third. Consumer confidence remains high, household wealth has risen on the back of a strong stock market, and while job growth has slowed, wage gains are faster than they were a year ago. We do expect consumer spending to decelerate going forward, particularly given weak demographics and the fading effects of last year's tax cut. However, provided real consumer spending, which accounts for 70% of aggregate demand, continues to grow at a roughly 2% pace, it will take dramatic weakness elsewhere to put the U.S. into recession. Having said that, the rest of the economy does show signs of weakness. Home building remains constrained by a demographic slowdown, while government spending is unlikely to accelerate. Weak overseas demand and an ongoing trade war have caused exports to stall, and inventories, which have been growing too rapidly in the last few quarters, should act as a constraint on growth going forward. However, the greatest area of concern is business sentiment. It now appears that real business fixed investment fell for a second consecutive quarter in the third quarter. The uncertainty caused by the trade war appears to be undermining investment decisions as firms want to see how it plays out and recognizes recognize the drag it has inflicted upon the global economy. A key question for the months ahead will be whether this caution extends into hiring decisions, as hiring freezes are among the earliest and most potent causes of recession. Wednesday's JOLTS report should shed some light on this issue. In addition, the US economy is clearly facing a supply-side constraint that may also act as a drag on growth going forward. The slump in investment spending is inhibiting productivity growth, and we believe that real GDP per worker fell by roughly 1.3% annualized in the third quarter, resulting in an uninspiring 0.6% year-over-year gain. While we expect some rebound in the fourth quarter, output per worker will likely track 1% or below for the rest of this expansion. On the labour side, the September jobs report revealed an unemployment rate of 3.5%, the lowest seen in 50 years. While this is, of course, very welcome. It underscores the difficulty that firms are having in finding workers. Indeed, the biggest decline in unemployment in September was among workers who hadn't completed high school. While the number of discouraged workers, that is, those who claim that they've given up for looking for a job because there were no jobs available for them, fell to a fresh expansion low. Moreover, even with very low unemployment, job growth has slowed, with private payrolls expanding at an average pace of 119,000 over the last three months the weakest three-month gain since 2011. So far, it appears that consumer strength is offsetting weakness elsewhere, keeping the economy in expansion mode. However, it's a close call, and a slump in hiring could easily undermine consumer confidence, raising the risk of recession in 2020. 
The behavior of the Fed going forward is also a very close call. So far this year, the Fed has cut the federal funds rate twice to a range of between 1.75% and 2%. Futures markets continue to price in at least one more rate cut, most likely the FOMC meeting at the end of this month. On current numbers, the Fed should not be cutting rates. For now, year-over-year economic growth remains above the Fed's long-run 1.9% expectation, unemployment remains below their 4.2% long-term goal, and inflation, while still below their 2% target for the consumption deflator, is edging up. This week's CPI report should show core CPI 2.4% year per year for September, which should translate into a 1.8% or 1.9% year-over-year reading for the core consumption deflator. With stock prices high and long-term interest rates very low, there seems little excuse for further Fed easing. However, the Fed is aware of the dangers of a business slowdown and recognizes weakness in the global economy. Perhaps most important, the Fed has failed to prepare markets for an end to monetary easing and thus risks a negative reaction from both the markets and the administration if they halt their easing cycle at this point. Consequently, we expect a further rate cut in October. However, it's a very close call as to whether this will be the end of the easing. Even if the economy does avoid a recession, recession scares might prompt the Fed to go further. This is particularly the case since Jay Powell has repeatedly indicated a preference for cutting rates before a recession emerges, rather than holding dry powder in store should one materialize. Over and above close calls in economic growth and Fed policy, there's obviously a political close call on the horizon for next November. While we do not expect impeachment proceedings to result in the removal of the president from office, America remains politically divided, and the 2020 election could easily result in a swing from right-wing populism to left-wing populism. For investors, these close calls are made more tricky by lofty valuations in both the bond and stock markets. Just as was the case when driving in Italy, the margin for error is very small. Consequently, while a slow-growth, low-inflation, easy-money environment seems like the most likely road forward, investors should take a cautious and well-diversified approach in navigating the close calls of the year ahead. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. If you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only, and as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.